0: Day 30, Freedom, Application. Today's scripture comes from Romans chapter 8, verses 1-39. through 39. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do since it was weakened by the flesh, God did. He condemned sin in the flesh by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh as a sin offering in order that the law's requirement would be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh have their mind set on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit have their mind set on the things of the Spirit. Now, the mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset of the Spirit is life and peace. The mindset of the flesh is hostile to God because it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it is unable to do so. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. If anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. Now, if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, then he who raised Christ from the dead will also bring your mortal bodies to life through his Spirit who lives in you. So then, brothers and sisters, we are not obligated to the flesh to live according to the flesh, because if you live according to the flesh, you are going to die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live, for all those led by God's Spirit are God's sons. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Instead, you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father, The Spirit Himself testifies together with our spirit that we are God's children, and if children, also heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with Him so that we may also be glorified with Him. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is going to be revealed to us. For the creation eagerly awaits with anticipation for God's Son to be revealed, for the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in the hope that the creation itself will also be set free from bondage to decay into the glorious freedom of God's children. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together with labor pains until now. Not only that, but we ourselves, who have the Spirit as the first fruits, we also groan within ourselves, eagerly awaiting for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. Now, in this hope, we are saved. But the hope that is seen is not hope, because who hopes for what he sees? Now, if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait. We wait for it with patience. In the same way, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness, because we do not know what to pray for as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with inexpressible groanings, And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He did not even spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also with him grant us everything? Who can bring an accusation against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is the one who died, but even more, has been raised. He also is at the right hand of God and intercedes for us. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Can affliction or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, Because of you, we are being put to death all day long. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth, nor any other created thing, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Today's devotional. When you grasp the reality of God's freedom, it will become one of the single greatest engines of joy and comfort for you in your walk with Christ. Consider that quote from Romans 9, 18. He has mercy on whom he wants to have mercy, and he hardens whom he wants to harden. If you are in Christ, you are among those to whom God has shown mercy. It wasn't because you're good. It's because God is free, and in his freedom, he didn't harden your heart. He showed you mercy. This shifts the focus, doesn't it? The gospel is no longer founded on whether you are good or worthy. It's grounded in God's character and action, not yours. This is the foundation of the gospel. What are the things that make you want to give up? or the things in your past or present that make you doubt whether God can really use you? Whatever those things are, God has put those things in your story. All of the pain, shame, and faithlessness that makes you want to blush are tools God prepared for His eternal glory. God's freedom allows us to boast in our weaknesses, And God's freedom means that your faults and failures won't foil God's plan. Because now, every promise in Romans 8 is yours. There is no condemnation for you. God's Spirit dwells in you. God's Spirit will intercede for you when you can't find the words to pray. He will work desires for holiness in your heart. You have hope for the new heavens and the new earth. If God, in His freedom, is for you, who can be against you? Romans 8.28 says, We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to His purpose. Because of God's freedom, none of these realities are yours to guarantee. In His freedom, He called you. In His freedom, He is holding you. In His freedom, He will not stop holding you. Because of His freedom, He is the guarantee of the promise.